You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC by the Hereford Times. I'm Chris Stonage, your host, and I'm, of course, always joined by Mr. Ben Goddard. How are you, mate? Good morning, everyone. Yeah, all good. Yeah, it's a bit of a damp and dreary day in Herefordshire this morning, but yeah, it's uh, it's bright enough in here. You <laughs> say the same about South Wales, to be honest with you. I've got to go out and do some photography in about an hour's time, and I am not looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, it is, well, it's not looking nice, shall we say that. Um, have you got to take pictures, though? Take pictures of people playing football, which isn't going to be fun. Uh, but look, it's got to, it's got to be done. Um, and also, what isn't fun uh, is if you are not following the podcast uh, and listen to every single episode. So make sure you go do that. We're in a different location now. So uh, make sure to go and have a look at us there and all our episodes that were on Spotify as well. Um, we'll just get get ready to rumble, really, and, and continue with the podcast. So, Ben, nil-nil, a frustrating draw away at Leamington on Saturday. Um, how was it? How, what was the performance like? Yeah, I mean, Leamington's always a difficult place to play. Um, it's one of the... Um, the, the t- there's, there's quite a few of them in, in the National North where the teams just don't really want to play too much football on the ground and their pitch kind of reflects that a- attitude. Um so yeah, it's a it was difficult pitch. As Steve Burr said afterwards that that it was really bobbly, hard surface, and and just everything. Obviously, Leamington enjoyed putting the ball in the box, long throws, free kicks, corners, just pile everything into the box and hope it drops or they get a lucky bounce or that's that's how they play. And Hereford just struggled to get out of that, um, struggled to to put their own stamp on the game. And there was very little in the game at all. I mean, um, Ben Pollock and Christian Pierce would probably be your men of the match uh, because I think they were fantastic um, defending that direct threat, making sure Leamington had very little to, to go on um, when it is a very difficult game to play against when teams don't want to play football and just, just refuse and just throw everything at you off the whole game. And every time they got the ball, it was a long ball, long punt into the box. And you've got to be aware and on it for full 90, 95 minutes and make sure that nothing drops to the centre forwards because they'll be ready to pounce. And so, yeah, full credit to Ben Pollock, Christian Pierce, Luke Haynes was in there doing his fair amount of uh, defending, and Mo Fowl as well, um, centre forward, but came back, defended with the team and put himself on the line as well. So yeah, full, full blown performance. And I think seasons gone by, I think Hereford have lost their heads with that going up against that direct threat for the whole 90 minutes. And I think Lamington played quite well, actually, um, to their style on Saturday. And I think previously, I think Hereford lost that game because they'd have lost their heads about not being able to get the ball down and play how they want to play. And they would have um, just lost the plot and Leamington would have capitalised. So um, sometimes you have to take a point, especially on the road, win your home games, draw your away games, and you won't be far off the playoffs with that record. And um, it was one of them where 
not, not much in the game. If Ben Pollock had taken his chance, the goalkeeper smothered at his feet right um, in the first half, then take take a one nil, and I think there was very few chances. Very, very, it probably was game for the purists. I think they call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not one for excitement. Um, game for what watching our players defend and organisation. Keep a clean sheet at Leamington is not not a bad day out. Not at all. Well, you mentioned Ben Pollock there. Um, he, he's been in line of some big praise from Josh Gowling um, in, in recent weeks, um, calling him the most consistent player uh, this season. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, there was I remember at the start of the season, uh, yourself and, and Keith were saying Pollock might or may not have a future at, at Hereford, but he certainly responded to all of those critics very, very well. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think he was, um, he was yet to be seen, really, where... Um, where Ben Pollock would fit and if he fit, if he would fit and he had um, three games out, I think he was, I think he had um, a head injury actually. But yeah, you know, and that's all he's missed all season is them three games. I'm just looking at the um, other records now on the um, the old back of the programme. Uh, yeah, three, three games he was out for and then he's played virtually, apart from being subbed on occasion, um, he's played every game since. So, that in itself tells you someone who's there and he puts his body on the line every week. Maybe not maybe not the most talented defender, still got a lot of the game to learn. It's his first season as centre-half and, and a National North's an unforgiving place to play as a centre-half. It's probably the most physical league out there. Um, mixed with some very talented footballers and... Um, and it's a t- very tough learning ground. And um, and I, he's only 24 years old. Um, came in as a, a young, young uh, two, three years ago. He came in as a, a defensive midfielder, in and out of the team. Inj- injuries probably plagued him a bit, kept him out. And um, I think Hope fans weren't, weren't the most taken by him, put it that way. Um, during and that's I don't think that's any too too much disrespect to M. Pollock. I think he'd probably agree that he struggled to get the momentum, struggled to get a, a long long run of games in. Um, and there was he wasn't given a contract straight away. He wasn't given a deal at the start of the season. He was on the maybe list, improve yourself list during pre season. And I think Josh Josh Gowling's inability to get a centre half in straight away. To get the centre half he wanted straight away, there go the dogs. Um, kind of forced his hand a little bit, but to the credit to Ben Pollock, really, maybe he said, "Look, there's centre half position going. We're trying to get one in, but until we get one in, it's yours for the taking." And he's made it his, and he's probably kept. Luke Haynes was the other option to play centre half, and um, and he's probably kept. Luke Kane's out out of the team at times. Um, obviously, Luke Kane's more of a defensive midfielder because he does provide that going forward and uh, that that crunch in front of the bat four that you need. Um, so I think Luke Kane's probably better there anyway. But he, he, yeah, he kept Luke Kane's out for a period, and now he's keeping Jamie Egan out of the side as well, um, which is full credit to Ben Pollock because Jamie Egan's a very good football player. Um, yeah, and just day. To, Came to game, just puts himself on the line, wins his headers, constantly battling for headers. 
and um, and maybe technically not the most gifted footballer, but gives everything every week and leaves nothing on the nothing at, leaves everything out there on the pitch. So um, yeah, full full deserved his praise, um, and he's def- definitely grown on me as the season's gone on. First seven or eight games, not convinced. Uh, but since certainly since Christmas um, and and before that, to be fair, um, he's probably one of the first names you put down on your your team sheet now, and um, he's getting that way anyway. And I think another season alongside Christian Pierce, hopefully, if they both sign for next season, will give Hereford a really good um, spine of the team going forward. Um, definitely, lots and lots of lessons learned this season um, from from both players. And um, hopefully they can kick on next season and really and begin a good partnership that will set a foundation for how to kick on forward up the pitch. Yeah, I mean, he's got two great people to learn off in in Christian Pierce and Josh Gowling himself. I mean, former football league centre-half, like he's the two, two of them. And then I think he probably, he has attributed that in, in his piece with the, the Hereford Times um, so yeah, I, I think that'll be that's a really massive impact. I think moving forward, Ben, do you see a a long term future for Ben Pollock at a level above Hereford, or do you think this is is where he he could he'll stay um, and maintain this sort of panorama North level? Well, I mean, defenders come in having having played defence for seven eight years before they could. If, you, if you're learning from defence, you're learning from well, 13, 14 years old, younger. And, and Ben Pollock's been a midfielder. So it's his first season as, as a centre-half. You are a centre-half, told to him. Um, so he's, he's picking up as he goes. And, and that's, that's probably the biggest credit to him, is that he's, he's learned very quickly on the job in very difficult circumstances. Because forgetting that Christian Pierce wasn't there until... Probably February, I think. February, yeah, probably uh, no, earlier than that. Christmas, just before Christmas. So, uh, no, November, December time. Christian Pierce came in, I think. But yeah, um, so yeah, you look at, for the first part of the season. He's learning on the job with, without an experienced centre half, and Hereford did. We did show cracks. The league performance, league position showed that. But he's learned very quick, quickly, and he's become an established centre-half, so definitely could move up the leagues. I think he needs another league, another season as a centre-half, have a good season where Hereford don't concede many goals, him and Christian Pierce together, learn off Christian Pierce for another season. And then, yeah, definitely, I think he could go up the leagues, um, depending on how, it, how he develops as a player, depending on how next season goes. Um, I think he'll still be at Arrow for next season. Um, but yeah, so one to watch and um, interesting to see how he develops. But I think most teams throughout the leagues, the first thing they desire from any player is work rate and desire to, to win the ball. And that's what Ben Pollock, that is the biggest attribute of Ben Pollock's game is his desire to win the football. And, um, and that will get him far alone. Yeah, uh, and Ben, uh, here's some audio from him from after the York City game. Christian coming back in and after his suspension. Yeah, 
<clears throat> I mean, I'm quite lucky. I'm in, a, I'm in a fortunate position because I get to play with two very good centre-halves in both Jamie and Chief. Um, Chief is like a big brother in, for me in, in a football sense because he, you know, he gets his arm around me. He, everything we do in training, in games, he tries to guide me. Um, so I feel really lucky to work with Chief because I think he's, he's a brilliant footballer and he's a brilliant person. And then Jamie, it's almost like Rose reverse where Jay's like, um, I try and get my arm around him because, again, I think... One, he's a brilliant person and a brilliant player. So, you know, if I can, the, the stuff I learn off Chief, if I can pass that on to, uh, to Jamie to try and help him, um, I'd love to do that. But, you know, Jamie's young and he's got, he's got a really bright future. So I'm, I'm, I feel I'm very fortunate to play both of them. Because they're two very different defend, central defenders. Um, Chief, obviously, more physical and probably dealt with the York threat. Um, physical threat but Jamie's also very technically gifted isn't he yeah exactly both of them have, like I said both very good players both have great traits and for me um, obviously I've got to change my game a little when I play with, with each of them because like I say um, when, when Chief plays he takes more of the lead when, when Jamie plays I feel like I've got to take more of the lead um, but yeah both got really good attributes and I enjoy playing with both of them and you, you took a bit of a knock and had a bandage over your head for the <laughs> most of the game today yeah yeah I mean just one of them, really. The sun was really bad, and I couldn't see the flight of the ball anyway. Um, but I checked my shoulder as the ball went in on the first place, and I saw there was a big hole in the middle, so I thought I'm just going to try and fill that gap. I just sort of jumped to try and make myself a presence in there. I couldn't really see the ball, and then just when I went down, I felt a bit of blood. But it's up to one of them, you know, you take it, take it, take it in your stride, don't you? I mean, part of being a centre-half, so nah, not to complain about. And how have you enjoyed the conversion into being a centre-half? Because when you arrived at Hereford, you were very much a midfielder and Josh kind of take you and transformed you into a centre-half. Really. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the gaffer's a great person to learn off because he, he was a centre-half and I had the pleasure of playing with him as well. Um, I, I enjoy it. I think for me, last year was a big transition for me um, because when I was in, I was obviously still playing as a centre-mid, but I had, you know, a lot of injuries, well, a few injuries last year, which, although there was only a few, that stopped my momentum. Um, so for me this year I was very conscious to keep myself fit keep myself fresh and um, obviously with it being a slightly different role slightly different types of running I just feel it suits me more I enjoy it um, so yeah I feel like I'm playing well there um, like I say enjoying it and I have two really good partners who I can play with um, and I have the gaffer who's obviously a centre half and you know I have a really good support network around me in that sense to, to just go in training every day and learn a lot and the, cent- the, cent- the defensive four has really changed, hasn't it, since the start of the season? Yeah, it has, to be fair, it has chopped and changed quite a bit, but um, I feel like, you know, we found a bit of continuity and, like, Seb's been really good, really effective back there. Um, you know, he's really effective going forward and he helps me out on the... Uh, you know, he's got a bit more pace than me, hasn't he? So, helps me out a little bit at the back. <laughs> and um, But, you know, he has... You know, you know, he has like he's a captain of the club. He's top draw, and D. I thought he came in today and did really well. Um, D's a very good football as well. And it's always hard for him, like you know, you know, when skips in your position, it's always hard. But yeah, he, obviously, he's just got to take his chance when he gets it. But today, he did really well, and um, you know, it's a pleasure to play with all of them because you know we, we defend we defend with real intent to to stop people scoring, and that's all we can do. And then you know, when when it looks to scoring goals, we leave that to the front boys. So there we go. That is our bit on Ben Pollock. Um, certainly impressed us all. Um, moving on, uh, Saturday, Ben, Hereford hosts Darlington at Edgar Street. It is really a game that Hereford need to win in order to get the playoffs um, to, to back in their sights, really. It's a huge week. Um, it is like, There's no <laughs> understating, really, 
I mean, it's a massive, massive week for Hereford um, and and where the outcome of this season is going to end up. Um, I was, look, was looking at the more you look at the league table, especially after last night, a lot of lot of games played last night and a lot of a lot of points sharing the points. So they kind of played in Hereford's hands, but most teams have got a game in hand still over Hereford. Some teams have got two. Um, so yeah, it's a huge week. Um, with only 12 games left to go. Um, but yeah, two of them. Darlington, um, 13th in the league. Um, not that great away from home. Four wins, four draws, seven defeats. Um, much better on their own turf. So, but they're only three points behind Hereford. Um, Hereford can really distance them and put them under big pressure going forward. And then, um, and Darlington won't fancy coming to Edgar Street. It's um, Hereford got really good home form themselves. Obviously, that draw against York, against the good York side, is the in their last outing. But Hereford only won one in six, and they need to start winning match, winning football matches again. Um, it's a habit to get into, and it's a habit that will get them in the playoffs or won't. If they play the next six and only win one or two of them, then you can forget it. That'll be it for the season. But if you, you win four or five of the next six, then it's definitely game on. Um, they've just got to find this form again, get foul scoring goals. And and the, la- the lads behind him, full of confidence, looking at your mile stories, um, Tom Owen Evans, Ryan McLean, they're all confidence players and get them on two or three wins in a row and that, that confidence will shine and, and teams will really struggle with Hereford for the remainder of the season. But if they can't pick up that confidence next six games and, and go on a little, a little run, then yeah, it, it will start to get away from them. Um, obviously, Southport, York were the other two teams that you'd probably look at to catch. Um, yeah, and they're They've got York two games in hand over Hereford, Southport one game in hand. So you need to be around them. Um, currently, Hereford um, five points behind, uh, four points behind York, five points behind Southport. So yeah, then this week is a massive one um, to, to to close that gap. They need to close that gap to two or three points, knowing that the other teams have got games in hand still. And going to Kettering Tuesday night as well. He's similar to Leamington. Pitch will be terrible. Um, I've, I've just had a look at the weather forecast. You have to when you're going to, uh, to Kettering. And the uh, weather forecast, yeah, nice. Really nice the next couple of days. Really? Um, so wow. the pitch will be fun. What's that? I, I was going to be thought, I thought you were going to be saying it was going to be the most dreary game going away from home. But no, days. We like sun. Yeah, no, no. I mean, in Her- I don't know what it's like in South Wales. They've got a different metaverse to anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea what it's like where you are, mate. But in Herefordshire, it's uh, it's going to be, after today's damp squid of a day, it's going to be um, a really nice temperatures warming up. So hopefully um, Kettering's pitch and a bit of rain on Tuesday as well, just to soften it up so it's not a, a dry dry pitch that Steve Burr was describing at Leamington. So as long as there's not massive puddles on the Kettering pitch, 
we'll be all right. Not a little bit of rain on Tuesday, but not too much that there's swamp at Kettering. And um, yeah, but it'd be a very tough game. And Kettering only three points below, below Hereford with two games in hand as well. So you lose that, lose that one. And, um, and Kettering will be well back in the race as well. So depending on how they do on Saturday, of course, and other teams have got to play each other as well I'm around Hereford. I mean, um, Kettering go to Chester on Saturday, so they'll be looking to win that because Chester are in a shocking run of form. But then they've got to go to Chorley the week after. So teams, that well, Hereford got to win games, but also teams will play each other around Hereford and drop points to each other. I don't think there's a really... Um, I thought York were the, probably the informed team and then they dropped, they drew last night as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting battle for the last last two months of the season. And I'm going to ask you this question for most of the podcasts going into the end of the season, um, because I, I like to see the sort of the range uh, that it'll be. But what is your percentage likelihood that Hereford get into the playoffs this season? Good question. I like the percentage. It's a be- much better than a yes, no, isn't it? It's a... Um, I'm going to go 60 40, 60% in favour of getting the playoffs. But that, that's coming down. I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have put it up at 70 a month ago. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and that might even be positive. That might even be thinking too positively. It might be actually, I'm going to change my mind. I've heard, first, first time of this, and I've changed my mind already. I'm going to go 50 50. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's going to go. I really don't. Um, we'll see how it comes next week. Really... What's that? We'll see how it how it changes in the coming weeks. But fifty fifty. It's a big week. Probably spot on. Yeah. Massive week for Hereford, and um, I mean, Steve Bell say there's not too much pressure on the lads, but they'll know how big this week is. It's a massive week. Um, six massive points to be taken. Um, get take four of the six. Would be a decent return for me. Win at win at Darlington. Win at home against Darlington on Saturday. Draw at Kettering. That that would be okay for me. That would um, probably put them up to maybe fifty five percent. But um, depending on how everyone else does, that's that's for sure. But yeah, I mean, or uh, lose one, uh, lose one or both games, and that percentage will start tumbling quickly. Exactly. I have to create a graph for the end of the season to see how see what happens. Um, but yeah, that is the end of today's Bulls cast episode. Um, I hope you did enjoy it. If you did, make sure. Are you going to the fancy league? You've missed it. Oh, let, let, we'll avoid that. We'll avoid that because I've. Jo- oh, you're, you're purposely avoiding it, are you? I've joined. I've joined your league of not looking at my team. Yeah. And <laughs> I finally gave up. But I'll tell you what, as a bonus, we'll have a look. Let's see what's going on. I haven't actually opened this application in months. But we will have a... a dangerous game to play. Uh, I'm not not even signed in. I'm not even signed in, Ben. That's that's how bad it is. Even more dangerous is when you forget your login details. Uh, I've remembered them. Okay, so currently in the Herefordshire uh, Fantasy League, I'm down to 34th. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Ben, where are you? I'm even worse. I got 29 yeah. points last week. You're at 66. Oh, God. That top 70 finish is in danger here. 
<laughs> Three of my squad are not even playing. Troy's <laughs> playing in Spain. <laughs> Diaz, I'm not sure what what's happened with Diaz. Inju- injury not back for a month. And uh Kufal, Ernia, unknown date of return. Oh, so to be fair, I've squad, still got not even bothering. I've still got Salah and Alexander Arnold to play tonight. So, you know, it's all good. I'm all prepared. I'm gonna back up that table. There was a point that I was in eighth this season. Um it's, it's all come tumbling down, but this is the time to come back into form. But anyway, um, as I was make sure to check out the podcast everywhere you go. Make sure to share it with your friends, your family, your dog and your cat and all of those. And we will catch you in the next episode of Bullscast. Uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye.